What do you do when it all goes wrong? How do you move? How do you breathe? How do you decide your next step? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach over at choosetohaveitall.com, where I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And today, friends, we have a heavy question in front of us. I know it's a shared one, so I'm just going to dive right into this listener question. What do you do after you've failed? How do you decide your next step? Here goes. Heather, I'm broke. I took the leap and I left my job so I could build my online business earlier this year. I had six months of savings and my consulting and freelancing gigs were coming in at a pretty steady rate. For the past three months, things have completely stalled. I haven't had a new lead or new business in ages, and none of the things I had been doing to get clients seem to be working anymore. We're now approaching the holiday season when I'm expected to buy for others, and I'm wondering how I'm even going to make my rent. All I'm doing every day is looking at the numbers, wallowing in self-pity, and generally just yelling at myself. What do I do now? Am I supposed to just pack it in? Do I go back to working for someone else? And how am I even supposed to do that? How am I supposed to sell myself to another company when I know I don't really want to work for them? I still want to own my own business. I still want to be my own boss. I'm angry. I'm resentful. I'm a mess. And I have no idea what to do. And I'm hoping you can help. Ah, I'm so sorry. Your heart's breaking. That's what I hear. That's the first thing I hear when I read your letter is that your heart's breaking. You put your best foot forward. You tried your best. You thought you did all the things right. You made the plan. You had a savings account. You had steady income. It was all looking good. The light was at the end of the tunnel and suddenly out of nowhere, that exit just got blocked and now you're trapped and you don't know what to do next. I get it. I know you're really overwhelmed, and I know you're really frustrated. That's not how this was supposed to go, right? It's not how any of this was supposed to go. But it is happening, and you do have to deal. And I'm going to help you. And I want you to think about the fact that you're not alone in this, that this is a shared struggle with anyone who chooses to own a business. When it doesn't work, when we put our best idea in front of us, when we try our best and we think we've done all the things and we have all the safety plans in place and it still doesn't work, our hearts get broken. It's the natural choice and the natural consequence that comes with choosing to be a business owner. It's important that you remember that this isn't just happening to you. It's a shared struggle and there is a response and there are things you can do. But the first thing you have to do is give yourself permission to feel crushed. It's okay that your heart is breaking. It's okay that you're stuck and wallowing in self-pity. As a business owner, you probably know you can't stay there, but you do have to feel it because you have to learn from it. And before you can learn from it, you got to let yourself face it. So take a deep breath. Remind yourself you're not alone. This is a normal business problem that many business owners face, and we can get you on the other side of it, right on the other side of this break. So stay tuned. People seem to have one of two responses to failure. 
they either have that ultimate party of self-pity, self-doubt, and self-anger where they feel bad about themselves, they get in bed, they hide under the covers, refuse to face daylight, and just generally wallow in a fit of depression. Or they run away from it. They skip it entirely, they pretend it hasn't happened, and they just move on with their day. Business owners, after all, really are problem solvers by definition, a lot of them. So they just go back to solving the problem. And I think that when you choose one of those two paths, you're missing an important and critical step. These businesses, these products, these services, these dreams we're trying to put out into the world matter to us. They're important to us. We've nurtured them. We've watched them grow. We've tried things. We've spent time planning. We've given them our energy. We've sacrificed times with friends and family for them. We've given up and invested money. We've taken chances and risks beyond measure. And our hearts are breaking when it doesn't work. And we can't skip a heartbreak. If we skip the heartbreak, it only comes and bites us on the butt later down the line. It chases us. It follows us. It becomes our ghost, our demon, our shadow, our darker selves. However you want to define it, it brings us nowhere good. The first thing we have to do when it doesn't work out is face it and really look at it and see for ourselves what didn't work, where we missed the mark, the unexpected thing we didn't account for, the thing we didn't know that we needed to learn how to do, we need to find those missing pieces. And I know that your temptation right now is to just figure out what to do next, to cash it in, to call in your chips, stop hedging your bets, and just go back to working for the man. But I don't know that that's really going to work out for you. You may need to do that. But before you do that, You really need to take an honest look at what didn't work and why and guarantee yourself that it isn't fixable. So many people, when they're building a business, make a mistake, take a misstep, miss the mark, um, need a do-over. The idea that simply because it doesn't work is at like at the first time at bat is not a reason to call it in and just give up and walk away. And if you're the kind of business owner who does that at the first sign of failure, you may be learning that you're not cut out to run a business because failure comes with the territory of business ownership. We define ourselves as business owners by what we do with failure. And the first thing I hear you talking about is money. You have to be able to make your rent, obviously. Whether or not you buy presents for friends and family, whether or not you just sort of are open and honest with people that these are lean times and you need to be creative in your gift giving and how you spend time with or recognize people, that's entirely up to you. But there's a lot of options here. The first question I want to ask you is what are you willing to do? You need money. You need to make rent. You're not going to make a good, smart decision for your business until you have some kind of safety net under you again. That's what you learned the last time is you were able to take the risk. You were able to go for it when you had that six months cushion. Now, whether or not we can get you back to six months cushion of safety net is a little debatable, right? Because first we have to get you back up to zero before we can even build you a savings account. We 
you have to get that checking account filled first. But what are you willing to do? The easy answer, the obvious answer is just pack it up and go, you know, work for somebody else. But there's options in the middle that I would really encourage you to look at. I'm going to start with the option that seems obvious to me, but doesn't seem obvious to you. You can keep going. You can keep trying to run your business. You can keep figuring out for yourself what were the missing pieces, what were the missteps, what do you need to get better at, what do you need to do. I can practically hear you yelling back at me, but Heather, didn't you catch the part where I haven't paid my rent? Haven't you caught the part that I'm broke? I need money. Yes, yes, I absolutely have, and I am a realist here. I am not going to let you go into debt over this. But the first option is the choice that's before you. Do you still want to be a business owner? Given that you put it all on the line, you tried your best, you made your plan, you stepped up to the plate, and you did not get that home run. Do you still want this? That's the question you have to answer first. You may not know how you're going to get it. You may not think it's possible. You may be sitting in a pile of self-defeat and not believe it's possible. That's okay. I can fix you on the other side of that. But first, you have to decide if this is something you want. Because if you don't want to own your own business anymore, then yeah, you go back to working for someone else. But it shouldn't be a hardship for you. It shouldn't be... Uh, a challenge for you because you have made a conscious choice that you don't want to own your own business anymore, that you prefer working for someone else. You want the comfort, safety, and security that comes from working with a company. You want the benefits. You want the steady salary. You want the regular work that comes in that you're not solely responsible for getting. So that's how you would sell yourself if you were interviewing for a new job, by making the conscious choice that you no longer want to own your own business and you want something that's more ready and more steady and more reliable. That's how you would sell yourself because you would own the choice before you go to the interview. Now, if you still want to own your own business, but you still don't believe it's possible, you don't know where you went wrong, you don't know the missteps, yes, Getting cash into your life and into your business is the important, critical first step. What are you willing to do to do that? Will you sign? I, you mentioned in the email um, that you freelance and consult, and you didn't say what you freelance or consult on. So I don't have like those specific resources I would you know send you right away. And if you want to write back and let me know, I'll try to find out from you. I'm a member of a coaching community with like 900 people in it. So I'm sure I can get you a resource if you need it. You didn't tell me, so I don't know where to direct you, but there's places like Upwork for business freelancing. There's, if you're like, doing graphic design or web layout, there's a lot of different places where you can take these one and done jobs. A place like Fiverr.com is one that comes to mind. Or you can just go onto job sites and look for temporary jobs. You can click the temporary box or the part-time box and just take whatever job you think you can get to get some immediate cash into your business. It doesn't have to be the type of job that your business is 
or the type of work you used to do. We just need to get you cash. We just need to get it so you can breathe. I've had several clients who fill the lean times in by becoming Uber drivers. Um, I myself recently used um, a service called TaskRabbit where I needed just help with some handy work and somebody came to my house and helped me for a quick task for like $35 an hour. So look at different types of sites and see what's possible and see what you're willing to do and make the choice to do something because getting cash into your life and business really is non-negotiable. You acknowledge that the holiday season is here. There's so many opportunities for part-time seasonal help. You could just pick a retail spot that you would enjoy getting the employee discount from and give them 25 hours of your time a week or something that would pay the bills, help you make rent, help you breathe a little bit. And those jobs aren't attractive and if you've been a business owner, you don't want to go and start working for Starbucks just because they pay health benefits for part-time employees. I get it. But business owners make the hard choices. And you have to think about your business as a marathon and not a race. And when you're holding the big picture and you've decided for yourself that this is something you still want, you have to think like a business owner. You have to think like the boss. And you have to take the big picture into account. And yes, that might mean accepting work for less money than you're used to if you do one of those freelancing sites. It might mean taking a part-time job that feels like $6 million steps beneath you, it might mean a chock full of sucking up and dealing. But sucking up and dealing comes with being a boss. When we are owning our own business, there's always going to be something we don't want to do. There's always going to be a hard decision we don't want to make. It comes with choosing the lifestyle freedom, the time freedom, and even though it doesn't feel right like that right now, the financial freedom that comes with being your own boss. And you get through that, you gut it through by reminding yourself that what is right now won't always be. You won't always need to be scraping, grinding, and hustling your way through each day for the next dollar. It won't always be this hard. It's just this hard right now. And you can do anything for two weeks, for four weeks, for six weeks, for eight weeks. And that's how you get through it, by reminding yourself that this is a temporary solution to a temporary problem. What is right now won't always be, and you can do anything for X amount of time. Then, when you get some cash, and you've gotten over the hump of sucking it up and dealing, you really do need to take a moment to look back at your business and I have to tell you that in my business, I'm working with people who are pivoting and up-leveling and changing their businesses and find their businesses in periods of transition on a regular basis. And I have to ask you a hard question here because it's the first thing where I see people go off the rails. The biggest sign of failure for me is when it all looks right for people. When they're running their businesses, the jobs are coming in, things are going well. The business owners have this unconscious tendency, this lack of mindfulness, this lack of intention, and they start to take their foot off the gas. They stop 
pushing so hard. The jobs are coming in regularly. They haven't had to work that hard for them. So they're not doing lead generation. What often happens in my experience talking to business owners in this position is that they start scrambling for lead generation as soon as they look at the calendar and they realize that there's no work coming up in the next week or the next two weeks. And my assessment of that is that's where it's too late for lead generation. You've already created that empty net, you've created that black hole, and you have to fill that. So I want you, when you say to me, I've done all the things, I was doing all the things that were working, and suddenly they stopped working, I want you to ask yourself a question. Were you doing them with the same insistency, the same consistency, and the same drive as you were when you were scrambling to get out of your nine to five and start owning your business? Were you pushing through? Were you gutting through? Were you doing the work, getting the leads, chasing the tails, doing the cold calls, going after the work as hard as you were when you didn't have work? My story is, and my assumption is, that's the immediate missing piece that we need to fill for you to get you back to lead generation. And honestly, this lead generation part is really where I see struggling business owners start to fail, where I see them take their foot off the gas pedal and they come up with all kinds of excuses, obstacles, and detours for why they don't need to go forward with lead generation. And the reason for this is because their confidence has taken a major hit. They don't feel good enough to get the leads. They're worrying that their products and services don't measure up, that their competition is getting it done better, that they're not worthy of the sale. So they've stopped asking for it. That's how you're getting in your own way. Most of you who are failing are failing because you're refusing to ask for the sale. You don't think you're good enough. You don't think you're worthy. You're doubting whether or not people are, would buy from you and you're refusing to ask the question. You're refusing to tell people what you do, how you serve, how you help, what you offer. Nobody knows and that's why nobody's buying. So I want you to take a moment to develop a clear lead generation plan. The most obvious for you here, given that you had regular consistent work consulting and freelancing, and again, I really wish I knew what you did. Um, for people who are writing in the future, please give me a little more details because it helps me offer more specificity back. But you have previous clients. At some point in time, you had a healthy stream of people coming in. They are your best asset and your best resource for new leads. I would start to think about how can you go back to previously satisfied clients, ask them first if they're looking for new work, if they have any new projects for you, you can reiterate for them that you enjoyed working for them, you're just checking in to see how things are currently going, do they need anything new, and you might even, you know, put out an offer for, you know, returning clients at such and such percent off. Again, I don't know what your product or service is, but you can think of a way that fits your business model to re-engage previous clients. 
And if you really do offer a one and done service that like once you've done it for them, once you've delivered, they're not really going to need you again, they're still a great resource to see if they have any referrals for you. Right now, my business is more than, I think, 60% referral. Most of the people who find me for my one-on-one -on -one services are finding me because a previous client has been happy with the services I've offered, and they've sent my name to a fellow business owner and colleague. So I want you to take a moment to think about how you move through the world, what your comfort level is, your sales style. And think about how you would go back to previous clients and A, ask them if they have new work for you, or B, ask them if they'd be willing to refer to you. You may want to come up with some kind of referral deal where you give them 10% off for future services. If they, you know, send you a client your way that ends up signing on for you, you may want them to get a percentage of any sale they send your way in like an affiliate type arrangement, but you want to go back to the source. And when you're talking to people, you want to find out from them what they think you did best at. What do you, what was most helpful? What was the best part of this investment? Have a casual conversation with them. This isn't the season to send anyone a survey to do a Q and A of any in depth. Everybody's in the holiday season and no one's going to have time for that. But most people, when they've been delivered a quality service, will take the time to have a conversation with you. And they may not know. It simply may not have occurred to them to give your name out. So at the very least, give them the idea. Ask for it. Go for it. And see what happens next. The next thing I would start to think about are people who have been potential leads for you in the past. If you've connected with them, if you've had some sort of contact and they didn't end up buying from you, maybe it wasn't the right time, maybe it wasn't the right level of investment, but you've had some sort of contact with them. Maybe they're on some mailing list of yours. Maybe you know them through connections on social media. Now is a really good time to remind them that you exist, that you're out there, that you're happy to help, willing to serve, and think about the holiday season. Think about what would people pay for when they're already paying for so much. And I have to tell you, at this time of year, um, I'm not really managing the holidays. I'm going to skip the holidays this year and just like, you know, cry foul and say, hey, I'm moving cross country. I can't deal with the holidays right now. But I can tell you the thing I am currently paying for is done for you services because I'm already managing so much transition. I'm already managing so many balls in the air. I don't have time to create new things or develop new, um, you know, social media posts and different things like that. So I've paid someone for done for you service where someone is doing that stuff for me. I absolutely don't think twice about that during the holiday season. I would start to think about your own products and service line. Again, I don't know what you do here, but what can you do for your client? How can you give them their time back at a time when they're feeling the time crunch? What sort of thing can you offer as a done for you service? Because right now, 
You're not short on time. You've got time. You need cash. So what sort of offer or service could you put in front of people on a quick, immediate basis to say, hey, in the last six weeks of the year, you're probably struggling to get X, Y, and Z done. I can help you. Here's A, B, and C. Let me know when I, you know, when I can deliver it or let me know when you need it by. But get something in front of your warm leads or your old clients even that's simply done for you because you control your time schedule. So even if you've taken that part-time job, even if you're doing some Uber driving or you're doing a task rabbit thing, you get to decide your schedule and the business owners will choose to work more when the money's low on the off chance that when the money starts coming in, they can start working less and relying on other people and delegating more tasks. So you want to think like the business owner and the business owner makes the hard choices and the hard sacrifices and you are going to sacrifice your time in order to get yourself in front of your audience with an offer they need. Lastly, one more idea because I have a lot of them and I'm realizing like, wow, you do a five day a week podcast. You should save some of these ideas for another show. But one last idea for you, because again, I don't want to overwhelm you with too, too many options because then you'll just stay hiding in bed with the covers over your head, yelling and moaning and groaning to yourself. But then the last idea is to think about who your ideal clients really are. Who do you wish hired you? What kind of work do you hope you could get? What could you do? So to give you an idea, I'm a consultant for a photography um, community. So it's a group full of uh, photographers who are running their own photography businesses. They're trying to set up headshots for people and branding sessions for clients. And they're always trying in that hustle to get new work. And I learned recently that one of the photographers got her drone photography license that allows her to use drones to take pictures. And it's a real asset for real estate agents. So what I told her to do is to pick the real estate agents that she would like to work with, that she'd like to make contact with, and I encouraged her to find their worst ad, to see the worst pictures, go back redo the pictures, put watermarks all over that stuff so it doesn't get stolen, but then approach that real estate agent to say, hey, I'm a local photographer. I saw your recent ad. I think I could do it better. Here's what it would look like. Here's what I can offer you. 10% off if you buy now and 20% off on your next two future projects. Think about a way that you could go after a totally cold lead creatively. I don't know what your business is, so you'll have to figure that one out, but I'm sure there's an idea there. You see where I'm going with this, right? It's all about lead generation. It's about making new business non-negotiable. You're trimming the fat. You're not spending time on the things that don't make immediate dollars. You're not like putting a ton of your effort into social media posts or email blasts or any of that stuff. You're going one-on-one, door-to-door, old-fashioned, marketing like it's 1999 style, and you're getting the business and you're getting the job done.
Because if you've chosen to be a business owner, which I asked you at the beginning of this episode, is this what you want? If you answered yes, lead generation is simply non-negotiable. You don't get to decide you're feeling too bad about yourself to not do it. You don't get to come up with a pile of reasons for why not today and why you just need to make rent. You need to figure out a way to do both. You need to figure out a way to generate the leads and make your rent. Solve the rent problem with the easiest solution available to you. Go work a part-time job. Take a temporary gig. Go babysit if you can handle kids. Figure out a way to get the cash in so you can breathe enough to focus on your business again and then remind yourself that you're the boss and run your business like a boss. It is non-negotiable to ask for the sale. It is non-negotiable to tell people who you are, what you do, how you serve, and how you can help them. You got to put your offer in front of people. You got to do it more than once. Fortune is in the follow-up. You need to be chasing these people once, going after them two or three days later with good, consistent, warm, nurturing follow-up, and you make the sale. You don't have to give up unless you've chosen that this isn't the life you want, that you see what being a business owner is all about and you've just decided it's not for you and it's not what you want. And if you make that choice, it's totally okay. Just don't assume that it's a choice you have to make until you walk yourself through it. And I meant what I said at the beginning of the episode, your heart is breaking. You really thought you did everything right and you missed a couple of steps and we don't know what those steps are, but it's all going to be okay once you make the choice to get back up. I know you can do it. You're not alone. Every business owner has been in a moment of choice where they have decided that they have to get back up and they have to start over. You're not alone. You totally can do this but you have to choose to. There you go. End rant. Off soapbox. I hope this helped. I hope it gave you some direction. I hope it was at least specific enough for your business idea. And I certainly hope it helped the other listeners tuning in as well. Thanks for having this conversation with me today. It's not an easy one. It's really complicated and people really do have to find their own way, but it is crystal clear that at the end of the day, it is non-negotiable. You have to ask for the sale and make sure you choose to do just that. Thanks for talking to me today. I'll find you tomorrow. If you want to keep the conversation going, be sure to find me at choosetohaveitall.com forward slash follow. If you have a question that you'd like my two cents on, you can email me just like this listener did over at heather at choosetohaveitall.com. Thanks so much. Bye for now. 